So, so that's what I've realized looking over everything that's happened. That there are a lot of people and a lot of Christians that their trust, their confidence, and their hope is in the government, in doctors, even in the media. They're going to, oh, you know, we're, that's how I find out my information. You know, people, I know people that have said that. Right? And I get, I get criticized because, oh, I, I don't think for myself. Well, last time I checked, <laughs> if you're doing what the government says, you're not thinking for yourself either. You're allowing the government to do your thinking for you. So, mm, who actually isn't thinking for themselves, you or me? Because I, I, I told you, and I, I say, I'll say it once and I'll say it again. I'm extremely blessed that my pastor is on the same page as me. Extremely blessed. Because if he woke up tomorrow morning and said, we all have to get vaccinated, I wouldn't listen. Because I, I, I'm, not do, I'm not doing it. But he's not going to do that. So don't worry. <laughs> you know. But it's like other people have no problem letting the government do all their thinking for them. Letting the media do all their thinking for them. Evil, wicked people who care nothing for their soul. You'll listen to them first before your own pastor. Are you kidding me? Think about that for a second. Just think about it. Just process that for a second. Because it, it's kind of unbelievable to me. Now, does it mean that, 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 you know, that pastors are always right or no. it, you have to, and I've said this on a million broadcasts, seek the wisdom of the spirit, read the word, know the word, seek the Lord's wisdom. You don't, you don't have to wonder what to do. You should never have to wonder. I don't know what to do. All the answers are in this book, right? All the answers are in this book. So, I mean, I'm just, I, I feel very blessed and fortunate to, to be where I am. I have a friend in, in Ontario, you know, he, he can't find a good church. He's like, I, sometimes I think about coming to Montreal to go to church, to go to your church. You know, there's a lot of people in that boat, you know. So, anyways. And, you know, like-minded like, like people tend to find each other. So it's not that I, 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 I make my decisions based on, on a person. It's just that we happen to be like-minded. Right? Now, let me... Oh my gosh, it's 6.40. Goodness me. I'm going to quickly go through... Uh... <laughs> That's right, Sandra. Do, do the people in Vancouver not know how to think for themselves too? The whole country? We're all, we're all just, just, just weird robots? Come on. Stop it. Okay, the mall. So I go to the mall on Saturday, which I'm allowed to do. I'm allowed to go to the mall. I walk into the mall, and the door that I walk... First of all, um, it was a door right where the food court is. And on the street, like just sitting on the curb, I, I saw a bunch of people with food eating. I wanted to be their friend, because clearly they're not allowed to sit in the food court. And those are my kind of people. So I go inside and the food court is jammed and not just the seating area, but 
because basically uh, the mall that, I, that I'm talking about, it's in Laval. And the way that it works is that the, the seats are all in the middle. And then all around are all the restaurants. And so the seating area, there was like a, you know, those, those black ropes. We have them at church. They're like those, those ropes that you could put to block things off. So that circled the, uh, um, yes, yeah, Steph, that circled the, the food court sitting area. And I wasn't allowed in there because there was a security guard, um, you know, asking, asking for your passport if you want to go to sit down. Quite a, quite a health system, isn't it? A black rope separates me from all the vaccinated people in the, in the food court. They're quite a system. No plexiglass, no separation, no social distance. No, just that black velvet rope or whatever it's made of. Okay. Very, very scientific. Very scientific. Um, and so you could stand in line at the, at the, in all, any restaurant you want. Um, yeah, Sheba, I, I was, yeah. I was looking to, I'm sorry, I know this is bad, but I was looking to see if I, anybody I knew was there, but I didn't, I didn't spot anybody. Be careful if you're eating in the food court at Carrefour Laval, because I'm, I see you. No, just kidding. Um, so, so you could stand in line with hundreds of people because the, I told you it was jammed. There was so many people, so many people. You could stand there, order your food. And you know, it takes a long time. The food courts are not, it's fast food, but it's not fast. So you're standing there and, and, and it's, it's, it's the mix of vaccinated, unvaccinated. We're all over the place. We're all together. So I could stand in line for however long it takes squish. You know, people are all, everyone's trying to like, uh, um, uh, everyone's trying to like pass to get to the bathroom. And it's, it's, a, it's a mob of people. You, there's people everywhere, right? Um, I could do that, get my food, but then I, Oh, but to cross over the black rope. No, I can't cross over the black rope. Can't cross over the black rope. Because if I do, oh, oh, we're all going to die. But you know what I could do? I could buy food and take my mask down and eat it. I could do that. I buy a coffee. I could drink my coffee with my mask down. And I take a really long time to drink that coffee as I'm walking all around the mall with thousands and thousands of people sharing the same airspace inside a store like, like this because there's so many people inside the store because there's no limit anymore. That's fine. But my husband and I can't sit at a table not close to anybody else to eat. I'm, I, okay, could, if you're a person that think that's fine, could you explain the science behind it? I really want to hear it, please. I'm not trying to be like sarcastic. I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm honestly asking you the question. Tell me what the science is. Tell me why that's the best thing to do. I'd, I'd really love to know. And Saturday was one of those days when it was like I'm t thousands. It, I, you couldn't walk anywhere without people near you. And the line at Starbucks. Whew. So yeah, Melissa, basically there was, there was two places to enter the food court. And there was a security guard at each post uh, scanning the passports. 
And I walked right, and I stood purposely because my husband was was in the restroom. So I purposely stood like right next to the security guard and like the entrance of the food court. And I just stood there and I just waited, you know, just right there. But there must be, I think there's like an invisible force field that I don't see. That the moment that you scan your passport, you're clear. Even though I'm standing right there, even though I could breathe all over you, even though I could sneeze on you, there's like an invisible force field right over that rope. That, that must be what it is. Let's get to the word because my time is running out. And this is a great, I'm going to read you a story today. I've never read it before. I've never read this story before. Um, and it is, I was like, wow, this is, a, this is an amazing story. Um, and I'm excited to read it. So 2 Kings chapter 18, starting at verse 28. So the background was the king of Assyria, and Assyria uh, was, a, was a sworn enemy of the Jews. Big enemy of, like, like basically uh, uh, the city of Nineveh was in Assyria. So just think of how bad Nineveh, how wicked they were. Assyria was like super wicked. You know, that's why Jonah didn't want to go uh, to, to preach to Nineveh, because he's like, I know what's going to happen. They're going to repent. You're going to forgive them. There are sworn enemies. I don't want to do this. So, so that's why Jonah ran the other way. But so, so Assyria was a wicked nation. And the king of Assyria was basically uh, uh, coming against. They had attacked. Uh, they had already attacked Judah. And now they were coming to atta attack Jerusalem. So I'm going to pick it up. 2 Kings 18 verse 28. Uh, then the commander stood and called out in Hebrew. Hear the word of the great king, the king of Assyria. This is what the king says. Do not let Hezekiah deceive you. So Hezekiah was, was a good king. He was a righteous king. He was a king that, that, that obeyed the Lord, was righteous in the, in the sight of the Lord. So this king of Assyria in Hebrew, so the people can understand, was telling them not to trust Hezekiah. Do not let Hezekiah deceive you. He cannot deliver you from my hand. Do not let Hezekiah persuade you to trust in the Lord when he says, the Lord will surely deliver us. This city will not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Do not listen to Hezekiah. He's, uh, verse 32. Do not listen to Hezekiah for he is misleading you. When he says the Lord will deliver us. So this is the king, this is the king of Assyria speaking. Has the God of any nation ever delivered his land from the hands of the king of Assyria? Where are the gods of Hamath and Arpad? Where are the gods of Ship Ship oh, oh, long word? Hena and Eva? Have they rescued Samaria from my hand? Who of all the gods of these countries have been able to save his land from me? How then? Can the Lord deliver Jerusalem from my hand? So the king of Assyria was basically saying, don't, don't you think, God's not going to deliver you. Don't listen. Hezekiah is telling you, he's going to tell you, yeah, the Lord's going to deliver us. Don't listen to him because it's never happened before. No one's ever, no one's ever been saved from us. So don't bother. And you know, when I, that story struck me because I could probably guarantee whether, whether you'll admit it or not, whether people will admit it or not, that they're starting to say to themselves, are we, we going to get through this? 
Are we going to get out of this? I, I don't know now. You know, are all the Hezekiahs like me and the pastors and other ministers, are, are they deceiving us? It, are, are we doomed? You know, I, I wouldn't, I, I, I'm, don't raise your hand if that's you, but I'm sure there's some people knowing that their job is on the line, uh, knowing that, that their license could be suspended, people that have worked their entire life to be a healthcare professional, just to have it taken away. <laughs> you know, I, I'm sure that in, in, the, in, the, in the quiet and the stillness of, of, of their time alone, there might be people that are thinking to themselves, I don't know about this. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it, it, this might just be how it is. And then the king of Assyria, who is akin to Satan, is saying, don't listen. Don't listen to Hezekiah. He's misleading you. When he says the Lord will deliver us, he's misleading you. Chapter 19. When King Hezekiah heard this, he tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and went to the temple of the Lord. He went to Elakim, the place, the palace administrator, Shebna, the secretary, and the leading priests, all wearing sackcloth to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos. If you read in, I, I, believe, it's, uh, I believe it's Isaiah chapter 37. And there's prophecies about this. Um, if you want to do like a parallel reading, I believe it's 37. If it's not, I apologize, but I think it's like Isaiah 37 around there. They told him, this is what Hezekiah says. The day is a day of distress and rebuke and disgrace. When as children come to the point of birth and there's no strength to deliver them, it may be that the Lord your God will hear all the words of the field commander whom his master, the king of Assyria, has sent to ridicule the, the living God, and he will rebuke them for, for the words the Lord your God has heard. Therefore, pray for the remnant that still survives. Keep reading. His, when, his, when King Hezekiah's officials came to Isaiah, Isaiah said to them, Tell your master, this is what the Lord says. So this is Isaiah being like, guys, listen, this is what the Lord's saying. Um, and there's, there's an incredible prayer of Hezekiah. I, I'm running out of time. You know what, whatever, I'm going to read it because it's a great prayer. Stick with me because this is, this is great. What's going to happen here? Um, Isaiah said to them, tell your master, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid of what you have heard. Those words with which the, underline, the underlings of the king Assyria have blasphemed me. Listen, I am going to put such a spirit in him that when he hears a certain report, he will return to his own country and there I will have him cut down with the sword. Um, so then um, the king of Egypt, basically what happens is he sends messengers to Isaiah, sorry, to Hezekiah. And he says to Hezekiah, say to Hezekiah, king of Judah, do not let the God you depend on deceive you when he says Jerusalem will not be handed over to the king of Assyria. So they're telling him, hey, don't listen to what God's not going to save you. He's not going to deliver you. I'm sure, certain 
that there's a lot of people who have thrown in the towel and said, you know what? October 15th is coming. October 30th is coming. It's not changing. It's not getting better. Where's God? He's not delivering us. I, I, I could see that happening. I could see that happening because when you read this story, the king of Assyria is basically putting those thoughts into Hezekiah's head, into the people's head. God's not going to deliver you. Just, just forget it. Pray and hope that you survive, but you know, just, just, just give it up. No one's ever beaten us. You know, that's, that's some pride of this king, of this wicked king. Kind of reminds me of the pride of, of, of health minister Dubé, who's doubling down on his uh, decision to suspend the licenses of the healthcare workers, even though it's going to cripple the already crippled healthcare system. They can't afford another hit on that healthcare system. It's already like stretched beyond thin, but he's doubling down. He's saying, get vaccinated or face the consequences. So he's, he's like the king of Assyria being like, mm -mm, you're, you're not, you're, you're done. It's over. No one could beat us. Verse 11, surely you have heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all the countries, destroying them completely. And will you be delivered? Did the gods of the nations that were destroyed by my forefathers de deliver them? The gods of Gozan, Haran, Repeth, and the people of Eden? Well, their God's not our God. The God of all these nations, of course he didn't deliver them. Because he's not, they're not our God. Our God is the only true God. The only living God. The only deliverer. So of course those gods couldn't save their people. They're not even alive. They're dead gods. They, these people worship statues. Of course their God didn't save them. Verse 14. Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it. When he went up to the temple of the Lord and spread it out before the Lord, and Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, O Lord God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubim, you alone are God over all the kingdom of the earth. That, what a prayer. Please, write it down. Uh, 2 Kings 19, starting at verse 14. That's something to pray. You alone are God over all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Give ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. Listen to the words Sennacherib has sent to insult the living God. It's true, O Lord, that the Assyrian kings have laid waste to these nations in their lands. They have thrown their gods into a fire and destroyed them, for they were not gods, but only wood, stone fashioned by men's hands. Now our Lord, O, o, o Lord our God, deliver us from his hand, so that all kingdoms on earth may know that you alone, O Lord, are God. Second Kings chapter 19. The whole chapter is great. <laughs> Those gods couldn't save them. They were gods made of, of wood and, and fashioned by men's hands. But the God that Hezekiah was, was praying to was the God of all the earth. The God who made the heaven and the earth over all the kingdoms. There's no kingdom strong. The king of Assyria wasn't stronger than God. No, 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 no earthly leader is stronger than God. 
has a um Isaiah does a, a prophecy in starting in verse uh, 21. I'm not gonna read the whole thing. Um I'm gonna pick it up at verse actually let me pick it up at verse 32. So this is 32 uh Isaiah sorry, wow, I'm in second Kings, second Kings 19. Uh, verse 32. Therefore, this is what the Lord says concerning the king of Assyria. He will not enter the city or shoot an arrow here. He will not come before it with shield or build a siege ramp against it. By the way that he came, he will return. He will not enter this city, declares the Lord. I will defend this city and save it for the sake, for my sake and for the sake of David, my servant. You know, I want you to be encouraged tonight. I showed you those headlines, and they weren't great headlines. I know that. Um, but this this story in Second in, in Kings, which I would really encourage you to go read it, study it. Um, because it's just amazing. To see that that evil then is the same as evil now. Pride, people people puffed up with pride, thinking that they're better than God, thinking that 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 God can't do anything, thinking that people like us are just sitting ducks. That that you know, uh, 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 no one can, you're not going to be delivered. You're not going to be saved. Just throw throw in the towel. Look at verse thirty-five. This is so good. That night, the angel of the Lord went out and put to death. 185,000 men in the Assyrian camp. When the people got up the next morning, they were all there were were dead bodies. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, broke camp and withdrew. He returned to Nineveh and stayed there. Just like, like it was said, he was going to withdraw and not come back. Look at how it's described in 2 Chronicles chapter 32 and verse 20. King Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, cried out in prayer to heaven about this. And the Lord sent an angel who annihilated all the fighting men and the leaders and officers in the camp of the Assyrian king. So he withdrew to his own land in disgrace. And when he went into the temple of his God, <clears throat> some of his sons cut him down with the sword. He was killed. So the Lord saved, listen to verse 22. The Lord saved Hezekiah and the people of Jerusalem from the hand of Sennacherib, king of Assyria, and from the hand of all the others. He took care of them on every side. Another uh, translation says he gave them rest on every side. And I can, I can guarantee, um, Melissa's been studying all day, she, like literally all day. Um, I can guarantee you that there are some people that are desperate for rest on every side. But you know, there, there's kings of Assyria here. There are people, wicked people, trying to destroy God's people. There are wicked people trying to, to destroy this nation, to destroy this province. It's, it happened then, and it's still happening now. But what did, how did Hezekiah respond? Did he have a, a response of... <clears throat> I'm yelling too much. Did he have a response of, oh man... I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, it's, it's, it's too late. Uh, 
you know. Oh, well. No, he said to Isaiah, hey, we got to pray. He prayed and Isaiah gave a prophecy and everything that he said came to pass. I know that it feels like um, it's just not improving, you know. I know it feels that way. But the worst thing that you could do, the worst thing that you could do is to stop praying and to just accept what's happening to us. That's the worst thing you could do. Because that was the response of, of, those, of those people. What did they say? Well, pray for whoever survives. That's what they said. They're like, well, we're going to get, we're all going to get slaughtered, but whoever survives, pray for them. You know, Lord, that's all we could do. That was their response. That wasn't what Hezekiah, he tore his clothes (laughs) and he prayed. Oh God. I'm going to read it again. Oh Lord, God of Israel. You alone are God over all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Give ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. You know, there's been a lot of insults hurled our way and hurled God's way. And I know that you're like, oh man, I want to be vindicated. I want to be proved right. Let me tell you something. I don't know if it's going to be now. I don't know if it's going to be later. We will be vindicated. I don't know. I can't tell you exactly when that's going to be. But I can tell you something that is definitely a guarantee. That God will deliver us because he always delivered his people. Always. The only time (laughs) that the people suffered stuff is because they were disobedient. Because they didn't listen to him. That was it. That was the only time. Even, and you could say, well, you know, in the New Testament, you know, people were martyred. You know, first of all, people who are martyred they get a very special crown a very special crown and people look at it as as if, as if it's a defeat but that's kind of like the highest crown you could get is a martyr's crown and last time i checked when i read through the new testament i read of peter being busted out of prison i read of paul being busted out of prison i read of paul being exiled to an island and still still prospering and performing miracles god's not defeated he's never defeated and so if you are one of his children which you are if you're watching this and if you're not you need to become one you are not you are not going to lose because he's already won god is not defeated by anything not by by that king of assyria and certainly not by the governments of this world of this current time Psalm 34, I will praise the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. My soul will boast in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let's exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. If you're a person that looks to the Lord, you're not going to be, I know, I, I believe me, 
Believe me, I understand what it's like to have the vitriol of people who think I'm crazy. I, I, believe me, I know. Believe me, I know. But if we, if we keep our eyes on the Lord and we keep our eyes on him, we will never be put to shame. The poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. What did we find out in that story? That an angel of the Lord came and destroyed those Assyrians. And when the king woke up and saw it, he, he freaked out and, and ran and then got killed by his own sons. <laughs> Just like Isaiah prophesied. And it happened right away. But I'm going to tell you something. That's still good for us today. Because this principle that I'm reading in Psalm 34, it's the same principle. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you saints. For those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. What, what are you worried about? How could you be worried with the God that we serve, the God of heaven and earth, the God that is above all the kingdoms of this earth? I'm going to pray Hezekiah's prayer later because it's a great prayer. Because he needed deliverance and so do we. It's a different kind of, of, of battle. It's a different kind of enemy, but it's from the same source, the devil. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry. God hears you. When you're on your knees and you're saying, God, I'm, my job is in jeopardy. My livelihood's in jeopardy. What am I going to do? He hears you. He's not, he's not deaf to you. He's not ignoring you. He hears you. But don't give up. Don't allow the devil to sow seeds of doubt in your heart like, like the king of Assyria tried to do to the people. And it almost worked. Oh, God's not going to deliver you. When has that ever worked before? We always win. You're not going to do it. So just give up. Don't, don't even bother praying. That's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you. We're at a point now where, 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 where it's very easy to just say, you know what? Let's just, let's just do whatever they say to get this, this garbage over with. But it's not going to end. And that's the problem that people don't understand. That if they think they're getting lulled into a sense of normalcy again, they're dancing, they're shaking their booties at the Ricky Martin concert, and they think that every, every you know, the Habs are going to be back to full capacity and everything's good again. If you think it's going to end here, so now's not the time to give up. Now's not the time to give up. Don't let the devil cause you to doubt the God that you serve. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to cut off the memory of them from the earth. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. 
The Lord is close, close to the brokenhearted and save the, saves those who are crushed in spirit. A righteous man may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers them, him from them all. Are we exempt from, from, from attacks coming against us? No. Are we defeated by those things? No. And that's the difference between having a, a victory mindset or a defeat mindset. Oh, you know, all these things are happening to me and it never gets better. That, that's a defeated mindset. God's not, and God's not a God of defeat. So I don't know where that mindset comes from. When, when people talk like that, I don't know where it comes from. Because like I said, every single time that the people cried out to him and said, God, deliver us. He delivered them the next day. He protects all his bones and not one of them will be broken. Evil will slay the wicked. The foes of the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems his servants. No one will be condemned who takes refuge in him. If your refuge is in the Lord, if he's your strong tower, if he's your strength and your shield, you will not be put to shame. You will not be condemned. Look to him. Seek him. Trust him. He's not going to let you down. I know, I know it feels like our backs are against the wall. I know that. I know it. You know, you see that, the story of the church in, in New Brunswick, and you're like, man, I don't, I don't want that to happen here. Pray against it. With all, with everything you've got. Don't, don't hold, don't withdraw now. Don't be like those people that said, well, let's just pray for, for the survivors because we're all going to get slaughtered. No. Remember the God that you serve. Remember that he's above all things. Father, I pray for any person watching right now who might feel discouragement. I pray for anybody who might be feeling uh, hopeless. Father, I pray that you would uh, uh, um, uh, uh, insert into their spirits right now a sense of peace. A sense of comfort, knowing that we serve the God who is above all things. The God who is above all the kingdoms of the earth. The God who made the heavens and the earth. You're not like a God made by human hands that can be thrown into the fire. You're a God that can call fire down from earth and, and, and burn up everything that, that needs to be burned up. So Father, I pray, just as your word says, that whatsoever you bind on earth is bound in heaven, I bound every wicked plan of the enemy. I pray that we would not lose heart and not give up hope because you are a God who delivers. You are the deliverer. And Father, I thank you. I thank you for how you've protected us during this time and provided for us. I thank you for how, you, how you're with us. Every day. I, I curse discouragement. And I, I curse despair. Let, let us never fall prey to the schemes of the enemy. To get us to doubt you or to question you or to wonder, will you deliver us? Because you are the deliverer and you never fail. And your promises never fail. I pray you bless these that are listening. Comfort their, their spirits. Fill them with your joy. In the name of Jesus. Amen.
You're very welcome. I, um, I just, I don't know. Sometimes stories like jump out of the Bible for me and that story, just really great. Um, so I pray that you're encouraged because I really, I really truly believe that, that things are going to change. Um, because we can't be people that pray this much and, and nothing happens because that's, that's unscriptural. The only prayers that don't get answered are, well, the ones that aren't prayed, first of all, and the ones that are prayed without faith. Because I know a lot of prayers. Oh, Lord, please help us. But, you know, I know you probably won't, but, you know... This is just a generic thing that I have to say. You know, (laughs) you pray a prayer full of faith. That's why I love to, to, when I find prayers in the Bible, you're very welcome. Um, When I find prayers in the Bible, I I like to, while I'm praying, to read those, those scriptures. Because they're very powerful. Uh, I was reading from 2 Kings. Chapter 18 and 19. Mel, you're too kind. And then the uh, the last thing I was reading was Psalm uh, 34. Well, guys, I went late again. Whew. I got I got too like it was too cool to have like the pictures that I could that I could show. It was too like exciting. So I'm gonna see if I could do videos next week because that would be really cool. Um, well, and I'll, I'm probably going to go, probably going to go back to Mondays. I'm not, I mean, I assume. Um, but, but, uh, I mean, in the future, it's possible that I could do Tuesdays again. But um, I will let you know. And I will see you soon. See you at church. You're welcome. Pastor Steve wants me to do Mondays, so Mondays it is. <laughs> the decision has been made um but you know i i'm i haven't like done a press conference in a while because i never see them on like they don't do them in english anymore which is really disappointing um so so if i ever do tuesdays and stuff it'll probably be like a a, 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 that kind of broadcast um but anyways I always keep you posted if something comes up. If you hear about a press conference, let me know. Because I'm telling you, I never I never see any. And every time I click on it, it's it's not translated. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use the mental energy um, to uh, to try and translate French in the middle of the day. It's it's too much energy. Um, but anyways, if they do an English one at, at any point, I'll I'll do that. You're right, Mel, it doesn't have a good ring to it. It doesn't. Um, all right, well, I, I'll let you guys go because it's, it's late. Um, have a great night. Be encouraged. And, uh, and I'll see you soon. And I love you all.